0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Station Tapes on 21 Soul. I'm your host, Lewis Marks, and on this podcast, I share intimate interviews with some of the best musicians in the world. In my role at Ropadope, I interview each artist as we prepare for the release of their new record. I want to get the backstory, a sense of their intent, their motivation around the new release. I found that given the opportunity in a relaxed setting, they feel free to open up about life and the challenges of being a professional musician. This week I spent some time speaking with the great R.C. Williams, a Dallas musician who has held down the weekly DFW Jam sessions for many years, a place where world-class musicians get together and explore. It was at one of these sessions that young UNT students with a band named Snarky Puppy met cats like R.C., Sput Seawright, Sean Martin, and Corey Henry. R.C. and the Grits is best known as Erica Badu's band, and the new album Analog World hit this year. The band starts with that pickup band kind of vibe, but soon you can tell they've got their own groove. Let's take a listen. All right, Twenty One Soul, the station tapes. I'm here with the great RC Williams. RC, how are you?
1: Hey, how you doing, Louis? I'm doing great today.
0: Yeah, good, good. We are at the top of 2019 and getting ready for your next record, Analog. Look. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's start yeah, there. The Why the title?
1: Uh, analog World. Basically, um, you know, sort of like the last uh, album, uh, The Field, and uh, other stuff that we've done, we've basically recorded all the music uh, at this one studio in Dallas. Uh, friends of mine, is called Clearlight Studio. Mm-hmm. And it's just basically a house of uh, analog equipment. Uh, my friend Jay, who's a uh, Pretty much, uh, analog. Um, I would say equipment um, is like a. You know, he, he buys all the vintage equipment that he can find, pretty much online and around, us, around the surrounding cities. So when I met him a few years ago, uh, for a keyboard players, it just felt like home uh, to see like Moog and CP70 mm-hmm. and um, CS60 and just to name a few. Uh, so. I definitely wanted to start recording here, and with this last project, uh, each project kind of built from uh, us being in this, you know, one studio with with this equipment and just uh, the vintage gear that they have, the boards and um, the mixing boards and everything. So this record, pretty much the same process. So when I thought about it, uh, the different sounds and everything, I was like, "What's a perfect name?" Kind of you know telling explain to the world, you know, where mm-hmm. the creative part comes from uh, when it comes to the different, you know, analog equipment that we're using there, mics, uh, mm-hmm. and just the room period, just the, the whole fill of the room, the whole analog room. So uh, that's where the name was inspired from, to uh, called the analog world, uh, nice. you know, from the process of recording the records.
0: I, I, it's appropriately titled from from where I am from where I'm sitting because I think we're in this age of digital fatigue, you know. Right, right. Looking to get back to like you know where where were we before this stuff got so crazy, you know? Right,
1: right, definitely. Yeah. And I love, um, I I really love the sound of all you know the analog equipment. It's so warm and it's just it gives a a certain sound. Uh, it really uh, helps portray and describe the grit sound and, you know, where we're, you know, where we're going in music and where we've been in music.
0: Nice. So um, for listeners, the Analog World is due out on March 8th, 2019. We're excited. Yes. Um, let, yes. Let's back up a bit and, and talk about, you know, RC and the Grits. So when, when did the band first, first get together?
1: Uh, originally, the band formed. Uh, I would say around two thousand four, uh, but we were at that time. Uh, we weren't really looking to become, like, recording artists. At the time, we were just um, we were get just looking for gigs. When we would be on tour with Erica, or I would be home off tour with and like we would be home for a while. So we would just, you know, find gigs around town, and we really never had a name. Uh, so we used to just call it the Grits, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was just the grits. It was uh, original members, of myself, uh, Braylon Lacey, uh Robert Westy, Right and Claudia Melton were the original members of the grits we were just gigging in town when we decided, you know, when we were home just to make, you know, extra money and just to, you know, get together and gig. And so about a few years later, uh, you know, we we would play pretty much together every week. Uh at at the jam session. Um, and so, you know, by playing every week, every Wednesday, you know, we, we started like, you know, creating a lot of music. I would tape the night, every every Wednesday, I would, I would tape the show and I would just come home and listen. And I was like, wow, you know, we played so much stuff. And so when we decided like, hey, maybe you know, we want to start doing records and the, the band was growing, um, more members were coming, on, a job um Leon Edwards actually, started becoming a drummer, uh, Taron Lockett. Uh, so when we decided to you know start doing recording music and trying to be a real band, a real artist, uh, the band wanted to say, you know it was actually Korean I want to say you Korean know, was like, hey man, maybe we should say, say the name Arts and the grits that way, trying to you know yeah. form you know a original name. And I was like, well, so the band we voted on it everybody like, yeah let's call it RC and the grits." And so that's how the name started, and that's how we started recording records, and you know, started trying to be you know serious about it.
0: Nice, nice. I want to talk about this. This, and I'm I'm working backwards here, but but it's all right. We'll get back around the beginning, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you we've talked personally about the whole uh, the Dallas scene, and and you as an integral part of things that come out of there. It's kind of interesting. Nobody, it doesn't seem anybody in Dallas is, is out there just sort of, you know, overtly advertising themselves, but you guys have, are, are like a, an interconnected, powerful force for a lot of national, international musicians, big names, but also, you know, that hometown thing, and that's the, you know, the, the jam session. Um, mm mm-hmm you know, you mentioned it that Wednesday nights and I, you you do this every week.
1: I've been doing it every week. And for the last 13 years, every Wednesday, wow. uh, yeah, it's been going on for 13 years now, past 13 years now, but I uh, was just had our anniversary, which is uh, pretty much the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. It's kind of like where we started, um, the night. So that's like our jam yeah, session an anniversary. Uh, so yeah, like, um, As I stated, um, previously, you know, when I started touring with, you know, I started touring with Kirk Franklin, I would say, 96, 97 on God's property. Uh, But when I started touring more with Erica, uh, when I joined her band, you know, 2000, 2001, those early tours, you know, me getting to uh, come to Philadelphia, you know, uh, come to New York, Atlanta, and, you know, meeting more musicians, like, they would invite us out. So, you know, like the jam session, one of the first jam sessions I experienced was in Philadelphia. Um, you know, we went some of the musicians invited us out. And so, me and Braylon, you know, we went to the jam session. And just to see like all the artists there, it was like, it was crazy. You know, it was like mirror was there. And yeah. And Jagger White was hosting it. And I think it was this place, I can't remember the name of it.
0: Was it Bob it was and Barber's? Say it again. Was it at Bob and Barber's Lounge? I believe so. Or the Five Spot?
1: Uh, five Spot. That's it. Awesome. Five Spot. Yep. yep. Yeah. And like, James Porter was there. And like, <laughs> Mortimer, It was like all the artists that was like, from, you know, from that, that really wasn't on that level yet. You know, and so it was like, experience that. same place in, uh, same thing in Atlanta. I think it was the one tour I was on, uh, it was Eric Abadu, D'Angelo, Lucy Pearl, and Lauren Hill. And so that was like one of the first you know world tours that I did with Eric and every city, you know, with those four bands, all the musicians, you know, and so Little John was playing with uh, the drummer. He was playing with with uh, Lucy Pearl, and and so he would, you know, he showed us around Philly and the different stuff. So just for me to experience that, when I, I was telling Bud and Ray, I said, "Man, when, we, when I get home, and we got to start jam session." You know, it was it was a couple of things happening more. People would have like a shed spot where people come shed. But I really wanted to, you know, have it, take it to that, what I had kind of, like, experience, you know, early, early 2000. So that's kind of where I got it from. And when I got home, we in Brightland, you know, we started it. And we just, you know, on Wednesday, uh, we charged, like, $3, you know. And it yeah. used to just be just musicians, you know, because I went to the University of North Texas. So I would go there. I was leaving North Texas. I had just left North Texas. So I would definitely go to Den and invite all the young musicians down there. So now you know it's just definitely the thing to do when you come to Dallas, even for national acts. Uh, they try to come in on a Wednesday just so they can, you know,
0: stop on yeah, yeah. the
1: you know
0: Yeah, yeah, Dallas. We have to book. We have to book around a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. So there's a little bit of history I want to I want to share with people, um, and I, that's great because I didn't know that that Philadelphia was involved in that. And I think what you've created there is is you know has has really extended you know. The, the the scene you know that's so supportive like the five spot was, mm-hmm. so many mm-hmm. um but there's some kids that came down from north texas uh to play at the jam session one night
1: is,
0: uh-huh. that, is that right um a uh, uh, mr michael league and oh Johnny yeah yeah that was that. Puppy?
1: oh yeah that was uh that was my guys but yeah the same um uh, mike uh when i met mike you know i was born again uh, so they were, you know, like a lot of musicians. They hear about the ones, like, you know, because the drive to Dallas for Daddy pretty much is like you know forty minutes, maybe. So um, they hear about it. So when I would go up there and invite them, I met Mike uh, through some of the instructors, and I would come hear some of the you know the, the, the new students. And so um, I would invite Mike down and Chris Bullock and. Yeah. Um, man, a lot of the cash, Mike Shields back in the day, and um, uh, Mike, the other Mike company, and so it's like, we we all, you know, they were in North Texas, so, like, me and Mike was actually in the Zebras together before, like, our last semester at North Texas, you know, it was, you know before us uh, start, started. And so, yeah, I invited Mike out, so Mike actually started playing with, with the Gricks, with me and Spud, and because uh, Braylon was out on tour, like, a whole year. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, um, he was gone, so yeah. So Mike played, yeah. We, you know, we brought Mike in, and you know, Mike played with us almost. I would say that almost a whole year at every jam and all the good grits gig and stuff. And so you know, that's how the that's how the formation started with Mike. You know, that's how he met, but uh, that's how he you know met White and, You know, all the cats. You know what I mean? So Chris Bullock was in the grits. You know, he was playing in every week. Uh, so, you know, it was like, you know, basically it's it's happening right now, Louis, you know, every Wednesday. It's like a whole nother generation of young nineteen, twenty years old that's coming every Wednesday now. And it's amazing that, you know, it's still happening, I'm seeing generation after generation. So uh, that's her cool to see. But um yeah, that's and you know, so that's when Mike started starting puppy and Yeah. And there you go. I you think. Know, and it's just Go
0: ahead. Uh,
1: no, I'm saying it's just not. It's just it's just not them. There's so many different, you know, musicians or uh, that artists that come through there, and you know, yeah. and they always show us love. We're like, hey, man, appreciate it, man. Y'all, just, you know, gave us this opportunity to get the theaters out and perform in front of people, and and that's basically you know what we're trying you know been trying to do. Um, it took a while for some of the musicians to want to sit in with us, you know, at the beginning in the early years. They were like, us. Oh, you know, just like a carriage them, like, oh man, this is like it's a jam session, we're trying to get yep. everybody to grow here, regrowing. So so now that's the thing, you know, all the communities they definitely try to make the Wednesday night just to, to at least sit in, if not just to experience it.
0: I mean it's so beautiful because because it you know, we live we live in a time or where we're we're leaving a time where everything was, you know, valued in dollars, right? we <laughs> followers or success and yet you know the value of what you've done by having musicians with with a gospel background with with a soul background with blues background or jazz background uh from different culture uh mix it up with you know young students who who might not have had experience uh to any of that mm-hmm. i don't mean experience like they didn't hear it you know buy an album uh you know, uh, but, but actually get down and, 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 and mix it up with positions of, uh, on a different and the, right. result is, the result is beautiful. I mean, music is propelled forward, more people get involved in the mix. And, and again, you know, not to be too idealistic, but it sets a, it sets a solid example for people about, uh, how to bridge cultures, uh, you know, and, and make, and, and how much more beautiful things are when you do, you know, so. Right. Thank you for that, <laughs> and I think oh, we to bring that out for all the for all the snarky puppy fans who might listen. You know, like that's that that's a key. Oh yeah, yeah. How this went down. Oh uh, yeah, that's a. It's basically,
1: you know, everybody meets each other at the gym because the whole Dallas community is going to be there. So, you know, we embrace everybody because we were definitely like you know, women, we're, we're son, and but and we were all coming up. It was a few places. It was more, um the jazz spots that was available, like Shambuka. But we would get to go here, like, you know, Bobby Squats and some of the other guys that were older than us when they had little, little sheds and stuff like that. So, you know, this traveling has basically, uh, traveling the world has basically inspired, you know, me Braylon, and I right to, to do, you know, do more for, for our home city, you know, to try. And now, every night of the week, you can hear, I'm post a gym session or some form of open mics it was like now it's taking on its own <laughs> huge identity between all the young musicians and everybody you know the, the Wednesday night gave them like the footprint of how to, you know to uh to to basically uh start their night where they can share their music and promote themselves so uh, you know it you know I'm so it makes me happy to see guys like that you know they see, obviously, you know, they took the Wednesday group but everybody shows up on the Wednesday, so no matter what. But every night of the week, you know, here a, a great band, so that's what we were trying to do for the city, you know, music, you know, almost every night of the week. So that's what's going on here. Now.
0: And and you're doing a you're doing a yearly festival now too, right?
1: Oh yeah, I started my first festival it was in 2018, Gritsnik and so um, yeah, basically Gritsnik the idea was listening um was just a bigger um form of the jam session featuring featuring national artists and local artists that you know I can call friends real family friends that I'm the buildings where and that's what we're trying to bring to the the one kind of festival I'm trying to bring to the city of dallas so uh it's gonna be an annual event uh Disney. uh year one was amazing uh had a lot of local acts um and um a few national acts on year one so disrespecting that to you know keep growing and growing every year um nice yeah so that's that's why i'll sum up to the next uh good thing.
0: i cannot believe your schedule it's you're always bouncing around the world in a variety of different musical settings uh, mm-hmm. i don't know how you, i don't know how you do it but you seem to have it. <laughs> on. you got your speaker with you you got your music with you all the time all the time. <laughs> a, true, a true nomad. Um, let's bring it back <laughs> to uh, the album, Analog World. Um, is there anything you'd like to say about how, you know, what people might expect from this music as compared to the feel?
1: Yes. Um, our analog World is more of a the feel. I would say the feel, you know, we kept it mostly in-house talent. You know, just um, Dallas artisans, you know, musicians uh with the with analog world um this record is a little different it's pretty much produced uh by uh the rhythm section v braylon and cleon on this one uh claudia she just had a she had her first baby uh, in 2018 and so she's just taking uh, a lead so we basically directed the music a little different and we have more features on this album um so but you know it has it definitely has the great feel, funk, soul. Um, you can experience and hear, you know, definitely different genres in the music. But I think this record right here, just like, you know, it's hard to say it's going to be one of my favorites, but I'm really excited about what's on this record and the artist, the feature artist that's on this record. Um, I just think it's, a, it has, I think it has a journey. From you know, from the first record I the to the end record, you know, basically trying to to uh, show where we add music and how we sound, you know, working with other artists. Right. Uh, so,
0: there's a band. Are they from Dallas? Is Cure Cure for Paranoia? Is that right?
1: Yeah, what? we do have Cure for Paranoia is the one uh, group from Dallas. Uh, you know, one of the upcoming groups from Dallas that's really making a lot of noise. They're very talented. Uh, Very talented brothers. It's four of them. Uh, Definitely, they have music already, uh, but they're getting ready to, you know, hit the world on a big national stage. Really, really soon. So, they're great writers, great artists. um, You know, they're musicians, they're MCs, singers, all in one group. And designers. I mean, they do everything. They create their own merch. You know, it's just a young, talented group, and they have four pieces. You know, four, the four members all play an good part. You know, we're producing, going, you know, designing, uh, singing, uh, the writing. So you know, they're very, they're very interesting. They're very, very
0: nice. I, I can feel a little bit of just a just a challenge, a little bit of electricity when when you get to a track on the album. And oh yeah, yeah I'm like yeah, yeah, oh right. this is another one with cure for paranoia. Got it, you know.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's something yeah.
0: going on there. That's unique. Uh, not that it's not all unique, but you know, there's just something a little extra there. It feels challenging. Um,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. they very. You know, you can definitely hear their vibe when they, even when you hear their records. You know. So.
0: Nice. Well, R.C., I want to say thank you so much. I want to let people know that uh, Analog World from R.C. and the Grits is due out on March eighth, 2019. Uh, yep. You can stop in in Dallas for the jam session any Wednesday night. And uh, you can also catch R.C. in Philadelphia uh, on most uh, every second Thursday of the 21 Soul Sessions at the World Cafe Live. Um, yep. And uh, look for Gritsnik for the festival for next year. So many things. It's wonderful. Thank you for everything. Yes.
1: Thank you, Louis. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. Well, I'm in the law. Well, everybody look out for it. 2019. This year, March 8th. Right.
0: Well, that's our show for the week. Thanks for listening to The Station Tapes. If you like what we do, please subscribe on MixCloud at 21Soul. And you can also find us on Stitcher, Apple, and Spotify. Our 21 Soul video series features in-person interviews, music discussion, and live performances. And you can find that on YouTube at ropedope 99 Big thanks to our producer, Nick Perry. Our general manager is Fran DiRubo. The station tape's theme song is from Red Hook Soul by Michael Blake. big thanks to all the people who keep the flame burning to all the musicians who pour their creativity into the world and thanks to those of you who are taking the time to listen we hope you enjoy the show